how do we celebrate more mess ups and missteps and mistakes and encourage messy action? Like, yes, because mistakes are actually gifts. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast where we shift your WTF moments into WTL moments and learn together how to transform your life and relationships through social-emotional learning. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, social-emotional learning experts and the co-founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. In each episode, we'll explore the five competencies of SEL, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making and share practical tips, stories, and strategies for building these skills in ourselves and others. Whether you're a parent, educator, or just looking to improve your own social-emotional well-being, this podcast is for you. Join us as we navigate the exciting and sometimes challenging world of SEL and discover the power that emotional intelligence has to transform our lives and communities. just sitting here drinking some lemonade on this hot <laughs> summer day in um, Arizona. If you are in Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. We broke the record this mm-hmm. year for consecutive days over 110 degrees. If you're not in Arizona, I know you're having a heat wave as well because it's not like the rest of the United States has been very cool. That is very true. But please pray for us because we're in August at this point and (laughs) we're still sweating. We're still sweating and we get it. We chose to move here. We understand that it's hot. A dry heat. But in (laughs) this heat, we were sitting here having a conversation about fear and Mm -hmm. we wanted to loop you. Yes, you into this conversation as well, because what we know about this work in terms of 10 to 13 year old girls is they fear everything. They fear people looking at them sideways. They fear talking to somebody new. They fear holding eye contact. They fear judgment. They're not alone. They're not alone. They're not alone. They're not alone because you fear those things too. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to admit that you fear those things or not. We know that you have similar fears around the things that these 10 to 13 year old girls fear as well. And we've talked about this over the last couple of episodes. The last time we talked about this was in fact, the episode just prior to this in having empathy for yourself in order to be able to relate to the girls in your life as well. If you don't have empathy for what you're fearing, how in the hell can you have empathy for somebody younger Mm -hmm. than yourself? Because what that turns out like is you telling them to get over it. You're fine. You're totally fine. Everything is fine, right? You don't wind up relating to them. You wind up brushing their feelings directly under the rug. Or pushing them further and further away from you. And if you're anything like Jill and I, we're 35 and 36 years old. And actually, we're 37. We just had a birthday. Jill, happy birthday. Do I get to say that now? Yes. We know that people dismissing our feelings as a younger adult wound up being bitterness in our 20s and 30s. And we want you to avoid that like the plague as you are parenting the next generation. So the conversation that we want to talk about today is we want to talk about 
I mean, we hear it all the time. The conversation of, I have anxiety. I am overwhelmed. I am feeling just blah. I'm having a sad and bad day, which is fine to have those sad and bad days. But when those sad and bad days continue to show up time and time again, we get asked all the time around like, well, what like apps or conversations or thoughts or strategies can we do to support our daughter when she's having anxiety? Help me. Help me because I don't know how to help her because... I mean, that says I don't know how to help myself. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not meaning that in a pull a punch type of a way. However, the work really does start with us, which is exactly why you're tuning into this podcast, because you consider us experts in this space, which we by no means are not. We're walking this path alongside you. We're just talking about it. We're open about it. So as a typical human, we take where we've failed, we, we take where we've taken a misstep, a mishap, and we don't talk about it. We bury it. We brush it under the rug. We don't want people to know that we have flaws, right? Mm-hmm. We put our best foot forward always because we don't want people to know that we have things wrong with right. us. We have an image to uphold mm-hmm. and the image that we have all been raised in society has told us, put your best foot forward, dress up in your Sunday best. <laughs> like your I, Instagram profile better be perfect. Aesthetically pleasing. But you know that behind every beautiful Instagram picture is a family or a person who is Flawed. Flawed and struggling and going through similar things. But what makes us similar doesn't get talked about. I side note that relates directly to this conversation. I was taking my thumbs for a scroll the other day and (laughs) I saw a meme and it said, do you want to know why the millennials are so messed up? And it was a picture of Jessica Simpson. And the caption said it was because it was shoved down our throat that this was the ugliest, fattest, most disgusting person alive. Mm -hmm. And I look back on Jessica Simpson, and that's so true. As a society, we berated that woman, right? She said, chicken of the sea, yada, yada, ha, 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 is that a cow? Like, we made that woman such a joke, and she gained 10 pounds, and Mm -hmm. we berated her for it. And we told her she was fat and that she was wrong. And this is why we don't want to show our flaws. Mm -hmm. So if you are a millennial and now you're raising a generation Z or a generation alpha, we have these things to work on ourselves. We have these things to work through ourselves in order not to give them to our children. So they grow up thinking that these things are flaws instead of things to be celebrated. And that's exactly where this conversation is. Things that are gifts. I am still learning to this day that there I learn differently from a lot of people and I make a ton of mistakes and I used to make myself wrong for that. And I have an older brother who is so intelligent and gifted academically where it really took me. I mean, I had to work my butt off to try to get good grades and I got compared a lot to him and 
no one ever once celebrated my uniqueness because I was compared to him. And so what I did was shove away what made me unique and different. And I tried to go after how to be more like my brother. And that's not making Jill's parents wrong. I just, I want to, I want to interject that in the moment. They were operating from a space of knowing what they knew and parenting how they were parented, which was in fact not celebrating Jill for maybe her loudness, her leadership skills that came off like bossiness, right? right? I have dyslexia. So how do I, how do I learn differently than someone who can literally study and pick up something really quickly? Or now I used to think that that was such a bad thing. Like, how do I get rid of that? Because I don't want to be that because it's not looked as good. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Oh my God. Don't tell anyone. And what I've learned through this practice of accepting my flaws is that having a learning disability does not make me bad. It doesn't make me wrong. What's cool about it is that I am super creative and I am. But no one ever told me that because it was frowned upon. Push it down, push it down, work harder. You know, you're the dumb one in a nice way. Like I just had to like learn to not be dumb as opposed to being celebrated in my own unique way. And I wish, I wish now looking back, I'm like, man, I was just different and that's okay. And if someone were to be like, that is your superpower, like your flaws are what make you awesome. I wonder where I would be. But all of that to say, it has led me to where I am now. Well, and what's really funny about this conversation and something that I'm realizing in the moment, your brother was really smart. My brother was really smart, but my brother didn't apply his smarts to his academics, whereas your brother did, right? Mm -hmm. He had a 4.0. He went to a great college. You were compared to him. My brother was super smart in a conniving way. So my brother <laughs> didn't apply that his smarts. Yeah. My brother didn't apply his smarts to his grades. He applied them to finagling his report card to be all A's when they were actually all F's. That's so right. my parents yes. didn't know that he had all F's because he presented a report card that said all A's. So my brother was artistically very talented, mm-hmm. whether it showed up on his report card or whether it showed up in his arts and crafts class, which is where it showed up the most. Yeah. He could paint, he could draw, he could create a 3D sculpture like nobody's business. And I always felt less than because I didn't feel creative. Right. And what's funny is I still don't feel creative in the traditional sense. Like I can't draw, I can't paint, but I can create. Mm -hmm. You're a visionary. I am a visionary big time. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that in any way, shape or form until about two years ago when I was forced and I say forced lightly because Jill and I created this business. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want you to think that anybody was holding a gun to my head saying, do this. I had to create our Instagram because mm-hmm. our Instagram brings us business and the poppier and more interactive and fun. Our Instagram was the more people came to our page to interact with us. Mm-hmm. I never took that as being creative, but the more and more Jill told me that I was doing something really spectacular, the more and more I saw where my creativity actually lied. Right. Because I think like we do put a label on creativity that it comes from, you know, art or painting or drawing, but creative, like having a creative spirit is allowing you to find where your gifts are and like allowing yourself to flourish in that. 
And I know your purpose on this world is to not have the most poppy creative Instagram account. (laughs) I know there's so much more, but what's cool is that you get to now use that as an outlet for a creative expression of yourself, which is really cool. And something that I thought I was flawed in, right? Because my brother's artwork was displayed all over our home Mm -hmm. growing up, right? Aries was in a, a keepsake box that she now has. The trash can is what Jill meant by that. <laughs> the keepsake box is the trash can. But I, I took that as a flaw. I thought I wasn't good enough because I was, I, I wasn't artsy, so it had to be a flaw. Right. And what I know now is that it wasn't a flaw. And even if I took it as one, I am blossom, right? My flaws, the areas that maybe I didn't measure up in, in my eyes Mm -hmm. are what makes me blossom. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's what makes you awesome. And that's what we want to really drive home to you all tuning in is when your girls have anxiety or when they're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to question Not them, because what they're feeling is real, but I want you to like go seven layers deeper. What maybe flaw is getting in the way of them really stepping into who they are? And how can you help them derive that out of the feeling that they're feeling Mm -hmm. in the moment so they don't feel like they're not enough? So they can see their perceived flaws as being what makes them unique and different. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's their superpower. It's their advantage, right? So what what we know in our heart of hearts is that perfection is what gets in the way of our magic. So I can guarantee you that your girls are feeling that pressure, right? They see it on social media. They see it with their friends. They tell themselves a story about what's going on in situations that they actually don't have details on. And it's them trying to produce a level of perfection and producing that level of perfection is what's going to stop them every single time. Cause no one's perfect. We know that as adults, mm-hmm. because we know it, it doesn't mean that we actually <laughs> that we practice, practice it, it yeah. and, and have it make a difference in our lives. But what we can do is bestow that knowledge onto our kids and help them practice that perfection actually gets in the way of the magic that lies within their very fingertips. And celebrate mistakes. Mm -hmm. Failure is inevitable. So in your home, how do we celebrate more mess ups and missteps and mistakes? And encourage messy action. Like, yes, because mistakes are actually gifts. So when your daughter makes a mistake and she just comes down on herself, how do you coach her to look at that mistake as a gift? Because when you coach her to see that mistake as a gift, you actually give her the gift of reframing it for the rest of her life, right? It's the old proverb of being able to teach a man to fish, right? You fish for him, you give him a meal, but you teach him to fish, you feed him for the rest of his entire life. So if you're able to help your daughter reframe that mistake into a lesson, into a gift, she'll be able to shift her perspective 
good for the rest of her life. Because realistically, we don't fail. We never fail. And that's something really big that we teach our girls, that we want to gift our girls. We either win, which feels really damn good. It does. We know what that feels like. We do. When we win, when our team wins, right? If you see somebody hitting a shot from downtown and they win game seven, we're stoked. (laughs) Winning feels really good. But we either win or we learn. We don't fail. We either win. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. We either win or we learn. There is no in-between. Failures don't exist, but that comes with a great responsibility of being able to change our perspective on what our failures are actually doing for us. And that's our, our challenge to you parents, to you leaders out there is how do you start practicing this work yourself? Because you're going to then notice it with your daughters and other people because it triggers Mary and I. We hear it in girls and it's like, hang on, hang on. That Your verbiage matters. Your mistake is going to teach you how to be a better volleyball player, how to be a better friend, how to be a better sister. And what I want to say in that, what you just said, Jill, is being a better volleyball player might serve them in high school and college, which is amazing, but they don't necessarily go on to be a professional volleyball player. Mm -hmm. So that mistake on the volleyball court is actually going to transfer to that mistake in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And it's going to teach them how to be a better teammate in their workplace, in their home, with their husband and their kids, right? Because we're not raising children or raising adults. And we need to focus on raising positive, contributing Mm -hmm. adults in the workforce, in the community, somebody that's going to volunteer for the PTA and have a positive perspective on what that quote unquote failure looks like. Absolutely. So embrace your flaws first, embrace your daughter's flaws second. It is what makes her unique and has insane superpowers and celebrate failures and mistakes and teach her, teach yourself, reframe the language that it's not about losing. It's about learning. You either win or you learn. So until next time, what's the lessonator fam? Go out and help your daughter embrace her fears and Embrace her flaws and embrace her failures in order to become the best possible version of herself under your watch. We'll see you next week. We love you guys. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in with us. If you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one of the following ways. By sharing this episode with a friend or tagging us on your social media, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review, or by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Geneva for girls and parents in the show notes. This is a place where we exchange ideas, pose questions, and provide support to each other. Until next time, you guys, remember, being able to shift our WTF moments and finding the lesson instead saves us time and mental energy. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.